Welcome to the Table Podcast. We hope what you hear today inspires joy in your heart and causes you to be convinced that God is good and He is for you. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, it's Siobhan, the Young Adult Pastor for the Table. Welcome to the podcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today, where every week we are discovering Jesus together. We are currently now in part five of a series entitled Lean on Me, and it has been a focus on discipleship, community, and accountability. If you haven't had a chance to go back to listen to the previous episodes, I strongly encourage that you do that. I believe that they've been very insightful and practical. Um, These are areas of our lives that are really important to our spiritual growth, and that's why I'm excited to end the series uh, talking about accountability specifically Accountability can sometimes uh, have, I believe, negative, I guess, connotations, especially when it comes to the Christian community. So my goal today is to define what accountability is and what it is not um, for us to understand why accountability is important. And then for us to highlight the character of people that we can be accountable to and how much it benefits our walk with Christ. So first and foremost, uh, I want to define accountability Um, The short version is when we are able to honestly report to each other and be answerable to one another, meaning you've opened yourself up for someone to speak into your life. You've opened yourself up to divulge information relevant to your personal experience into your life, and you're giving someone else an opportunity to examine those things from another perspective. What accountability is not, it is not someone policing your behavior and hardly harshly criticizing you it's also um, not their job to fix you it's their job to affirm who you are in Christ so if you have had negative experiences with accountability it is probably because someone didn't know the proper definition you know at its core accountability should be uplifting it should be encouraging accountability should be a point of safety for you in relationship Uh, the person that you're accountable to should be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest supporter, one who believes the best about you, even when you don't believe the best about yourself. And I think that's why it's so important to examine accountability from a biblical perspective and to understand what God may have had in mind uh, when he recommended accountability. And you might be wondering, well, how do I know that God actually wanted us to have accountability? I'm glad you asked. For people who know me very well, I am particularly fond of Genesis, and I haven't gone there in a while. So I think it's befitting for us to briefly go there and uh, give you an example of why I believe that God uh, knew that accountability was important for us as human beings. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, um, God says, It is not good for man to be alone. And I know that this gets used a lot in context of marriage and, you know, relationships. But I really do feel like God was referring to the aspect of accountability because he goes on to say that Adam needed a suitable helper. But what did Adam need help with? At the time that God makes this statement, he's given Adam responsibility. He is given Adam a domain, a dominion. He's given Adam authority. And he now realizes that Adam needs someone to be accountable to in order to continue what God has asked of him. 
And what's interesting to me is that God operates in the same way. The Holy Spirit in Christ, they're all working together. They're all sharing a responsibility. And he knew that as human beings, we needed to have a sense of shared responsibility with our authority. I think that's very cool that one of the aspects of us being in the image of God is to know that he values us partnering with others for a shared common goal and shared responsibility that Adam was not supposed to just manage everything in his life on his own, that he was supposed to have help. Maybe that will be uh, another podcast for another day, but I kind of just want to give you just an example of how as soon as the as as humanity was created, their need the need for accountability came to be, I should say. Um, So now since we know that that is God's heart, we also know that he has a plan as to how that best works. And so the two aspects of accountability that I think we're going to focus on today that are very important, one is encouragement, and then the other one is restoration. And I'm going to kind of break those two down. So, of course, the Greek word uh, parakaleo means to call alongside to help to enable, to comfort, and to exhort. And so when we say the word encouragement, we know that this word is multifaceted. We know that it has many layers. But in essence, um, this means that in life, we need someone to be alongside us, to help us, to enable us, to comfort us, and to really celebrate and remind us of who we really are. And I think a great example of this happening uh, in scripture is when Paul mentions that we should build one another up the hebrew writer also says this in uh, hebrews 10 verse 24 through 25 let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near so the hebrew writer is saying that we need motivation to stay focused that we need motivation um, to love others and we need to encourage each other to continue to press forward towards the goals, the things that God has set before us. Uh, I'm reminded of when I was really at one point in time wanting to change some of my lifestyle habits to be healthier. If I am asking someone to be accountable to me that doesn't have that same value, that doesn't have that same desire, when I skip going to a gym or if I skip um, eating the right healthy meal that I'm supposed to, then that person may not be the best person to hold me accountable, right? You need someone who has the same value that you have that um, knows what it's like to pursue the same things. And I think that's why it's important in Hebrews that we identify that Christian accountability is about us motivating others to, to love well and to do what God has called us to do, to be obedient to what God has called us to. And that we can't neglect getting together to encourage each other and to support each other because no one should be on an island to themselves. No one should be attempting to serve God alone and do things in their own strength. God designed us to partner together, to link arm in arm, and to continue to spurn each other to go forward, even when it gets hard, even when uh, we're tempted to just take a back seat because we don't feel confident in ourselves. I mean, there's so many reasons why we struggle uh, to to stay accountable, but I really feel like that key word, that motivation that we've always needed for someone to say, you can do this, keep going, don't give up on this. 
I know that this is a God thing for you. And I am so grateful for the accountability in my life that they will not let my dreams fall by the wayside, that they will um, they won't allow me to think negatively of myself. They always remind me of who I am in Christ and remind me of the promises of God. And I am forever grateful for the people in my life that have dedicated themselves uh, to be responsible for that, you know. And I do the same, you know, in that regard for others. And it's a really beautiful thing to encounter. And so the other aspect of accountability that I think is important is restoration. And this is a word, I think it's oiko de mayo might be the proper way to say it. And it means to build up, to edify, but also to restore or repair. So this act of, you know, this aspect of accountability is one that, when we have a, an issue or we make a mistake, how the person that we're accountable to is actually supposed to respond and supposed to treat us. And the example of that is in Galatians 6 verses 1 through 2. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Wow. So that's saying a lot, right? We know that there are times where we as believers, uh, it is possible for us to be overcome by sin. It's possible for us to uh, fall into temptation or to fall into a situation that uh, doesn't align with who we are in Christ and we act, you know, accordingly. But but what does he advise that the that believers or brothers and sisters in Christ should do? That we should gently and humbly help that person get restored. Meaning that we remind them that this is not characteristic of Christ in them. And that they shouldn't wallow in shame. That they shouldn't stay under the mindset that I'm a, I'm a bad person. This is how I'll always be. We can't allow people to... Uh, use their failure as as a reason to continue on in a nature that they've died to in Christ, right? We as uh, accountability partners have to say, no, let's look and investigate and see how you might have been deceived in this area. Let's find out what's really true about your situation and let's turn our focus back to God. Let's turn our focus back on seeing his perspective and letting him you know, just love you in his grace and then lift that person back up and say, now let's go back the way that, you know, God was leading you. I think that's really what accountability is about when it comes to the restorative aspect of accountability. You know, on one side, you're encouraging me not to give up on my dreams. On the other side, you're saying if something were to happen where you've made a mistake, I can't let you stay here. I've got to champion you to go forward and to continue to move forward. And then in verse two, it says that we share each other's burdens. There are times that we're grieved by things. There's times that we're hurt by things. And and God has allowed those people that we're accountable to, to not let us experience that alone. But it is a mutual relationship, meaning both parties are doing this for the other at different points throughout life. I want to say this. That's why particularly I know that it's important for us as accountability to make sure that it is the same gender, meaning guy to guy, girl to girl. We have to, you know, be honoring and realize how intimate and how involved 
you know, a, an accountability relationship can really be. And it is safe to say, unless you are married, you should definitely pursue accountability with the same gender to avoid emotional temptations and to avoid otherwise confusion and, um, you know, just misgivings, um, things that can happen that, um, that can just be harmful. So I'm emphasizing that when you're looking to, to find that person to be accountable to, it's very important and it's very safe for you to find. If you're not married, I hope that as, as you are married, your spouse can be your accountability. But I also encourage if you're married that you both have same gender accountability partners as well. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having more than one. Uh, I wouldn't have 10 per se, because it, it can be exhausting to share such intimate details, you know, uh, with others. So that kind of brings me to uh, my third and final part about accountability that I want to talk about. And that is what is the character of someone that you should be accountable to? What does good accountability look like at a practical level? Again, both parties are sharing responsibility. I would err on the side of, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor, I would err on the side of trying to have your pastor be your accountability for multiple reasons, right? Sometimes when you have a leader, you're not near as comfortable as sharing information, things that you're going through um, as much as you would your peers. Peers meaning someone that's in your similar age and stage of life, who has similar goals, uh, someone that you feel like the playing field is level because although we we know that everyone is at level ground at the cross we're not all seen in that light and so for you your accountability is probably going to be someone that is a peer of yours right and so if that's the case you still want to make sure that you are accountable to someone again who has the same goals the same values and I think a few other characteristics are very important. You have to be able to trust this person. And then you're, you have to be able to relate to this person. Um, you don't want to get someone who is, you know, just on a completely different track from you that doesn't really see your perspective, doesn't really have like um, common goals to share with you. It's really difficult to be accountable to someone that you can't relate to, right? And, and so I think that's really important. The other qualities that I would say you should find in a good accountability uh, partner is someone who's an active listener, somebody who is not listening with the intention to respond, but to really hear you and to understand you. Someone who's not always quick to have a statement ready and available for you, but someone who maybe even be investigative and ask follow up questions to make sure that they're processing with you and gaining the right understanding that they're not making assumptions. Um, I definitely recommend that you have an accountability that's not judgmental, someone who is not looking to condemn you as soon as you share uh, your personal, you know, situations. Christ doesn't condemn you, so surely your accountability uh, partner shouldn't be doing that, right? And so again, it's very important that you find someone that's mature who um, is able to listen to you without judgment. Uh, the other thing is someone who is caring and compassionate. You don't want to feel like as soon as you share something with somebody that immediately you're going to feel shame from divulging this information, that they're actually going to be concerned about your well-being, how it has affected you, how things are impacting you. Um, someone who chooses their words well, who seeks to affirm you and to celebrate you and make sure that you do well of celebrating yourself. 
And the last thing is you want someone who is honest, someone who will tell you the truth, even if it's uncomfortable, someone who's going to point you back to the word of God, someone who's not going to be passive and sugarcoat their response just because they're fearful of how you'll take it. I think we have to let our guards down in our accountability relationships and just say, hey, tell me the truth. But when we do that, we can still speak the truth in love. So, of course, this is not an exhaustive list. You can definitely add, you know, other characteristics to that. But I just think those are some of the main areas that I personally look for when I'm seeking accountability. Also, if you're seeking accountability, you have to be prepared to be the person that someone else needs because accountability is a reciprocal relationship. I cannot emphasize that enough. It cannot be one-sided. It has to be both parties are willing to be vulnerable, willing to be honest, are caring and compassionate, and that it is um, definitely mutually beneficial, right? Um, and I'll say this, I think that community is the best place to find accountability. I think that community was the first place that I actually had enough time to assess the heart and um, be able to just get to know several people that were walking you know, together, discovering Jesus together, as we always say. And then there was just some people that I felt like we had a lot more in common. There are people that uh, I feel like even generationally, we understood some of the same things. We had similar experiences growing up. And I tended to gravitate more towards people that I could relate to that I had common interests with. And then I just began to observe their character. You know, um, I began to see how they treated other people. I began to see how they were able to keep confidences. And when that relational trust was built uh, between the two of us, then I was able to, you know, share anything and not feel judgment. And it is so wonderful to be able to just vent and share your honest heart with someone and them not look at you any differently and still love you so, so well. And I believe that it has been so fruitful for me in my life to experience that. On the other side, <laughs> that accountability partner is going to say the things as they're led by the Holy Spirit that you go, ouch, man, I really needed to hear that. But that hurt. That stung a little bit, you know, and it's in a loving way. But I really appreciate those moments, too, where my accountability partner challenges me uh, in mindsets that don't align with the heart of God, whether that's towards other people or towards myself. And I, I love that my accountability partner's allow me to be reflective to say you know what I didn't think about it that way let me pray about that let me process that and then we can kind of come back to that conversation but I think you're on to something and good accountability is always going to be patient uh, to give you time to process those things and revisit those conversations as well I, I found this quote uh, online at, uh, I think it was like a website called all about God um, and it says it's important for every believer to have at least one person in which to confide pray with, listen to, and encourage. And to me, that sums up accountability in a nutshell. Uh, so for you, if you have not had accountability in the past and you believe that this is something that God's leading you to, I agree with you. I think everyone, every believer is supposed to have this experience. I would encourage you to pray for God to reveal who's best able to provide this for you, but you also have to pray that you're willing to provide that for the person as well. And so guys, with accountability being something of such value to God and so beneficial to us, it is definitely something worthy of pursuit. It's worthy of us getting out of our comfort zone and, and getting to know people so that we can really have this experience of growth and transformation 
with people that are partnering along with us and supporting us along the way. So guys, I know that was a lot to unpack in a short amount of time. I really do hope that this gives you uh, more insight into accountability and why it is of value and that this series alone has really helped you to understand that you are not alone and that God designed us all to interact and engage with one another, to support each other and walk with each other through life. Um, I hope that you're having conversations with your friends about these things and that you're seeking God's counsel on how best to be involved in these relational areas. But I do know one thing, it will benefit all of us uh, to have accountability, discipleship and community in our lives. Well, love you so much. Hope again that you are blessed by this. And prayerfully next week, we will begin our re-engagement process to start having services uh, in person. We will keep you up to date on our social media platforms about that, but I'm really excited for us to gather together soon. Love you so much. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. At the table, we are discovering Jesus together. If you were encouraged by today's message, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss out on future episodes. Also, help us get the word out by sharing this podcast on your preferred social media platform. To keep up on what's happening in our community, you can follow us on Facebook at The Table or on Instagram at The Table CCLA.